Hello, Mama. Welcome to Reaching Abundance. I'm Virginia Elder, your host, fellow money-minded mama, and financial coach. This week, I want to introduce you to something that should be a part of your budget, but is most often not. Thus, it could be the missing link. And if you've been struggling with keeping spending within the budget's parameters, or if budgeting is something that's so frustrating to you because it seems like something's always coming up, this episode might reveal to you the key component that's been missing all along. Today, I'm introducing you to sinking funds, and you're going to learn what they are, how they'll reduce your budgeting headaches, and how to set them up and use them well as a part of your ongoing financial plan. Part of creating an abundant life is intentionally setting things in place that bring you joy, having experiences that make you smile, and being present for those things as often as possible. But it's not all sunshine and rainbows, because there are also real jobs and tasks and things we must do to function well in society, take care of ourselves and others, and be responsible. So, we enjoy those sweet baby giggles and change the dirty diapers. We celebrate raises and bonuses and pay the bills. We prepare meals with love for our family and meal plan, wash dishes, and clean the kitchen. Living a life of abundance doesn't mean you dance through life with zero responsibility or that you have so much money that you no longer have to pay attention or budget. That's unreasonable and an extremely unfair expectation. It means that you've done your homework and set things up in an intentional way so that you can approach the rest of life with joy. It's like I've said before, there are many facets of life that work in tandem to create the abundant life we imagine for ourselves and for our family. And somehow, in some way, every single one of them affects or is affected by our money. As the household CEO, it's up to you to manage your personal finances in a way that reduces your stress, allows you to enjoy life, and make progress toward your financial goals. And one extra tool in your handy-dandy toolbox of budgeting tricks is the use of these magic things called sinking funds. Welcome to the Reaching Abundance podcast, where your host, Virginia Elder, shares helpful guidance for moms around positive mindset, creating simplicity, practicing true self-care, and most of all, money management. Her financial journey toward a better life blossomed into an insatiable desire for overall happiness and abundance. Hang out with her right here each week while she ditches the taboos around women and money, shares resources, educates, and financially empowers all the mamas. First, let's not be deceived or get derailed by the negative-sounding word, sinking. The phrase sinking funds pays homage to the phrase sunk cost. Sunk costs are expenses already paid, whether or not you're receiving benefits from the purchase. The money is already spent and you can't get it back. Consider a flat fee you might pay for a membership each month. 
Well, what if you don't log in and interact with the group or watch any videos this month? You didn't really use that membership or reap any benefits, but the money is already spent, so that's a sunk cost. The term sinking funds is a name for many savings accounts where you'll set aside a little cash each month for unknowns as if the money is already spent. Another easy way to remember this and hopefully make you smile is to imagine you were hired to build a ship that would sink when it was placed in water. Yep, you heard me. Pretend your job is to build a boat that is guaranteed to sink. Easy, right? You'd definitely be successful at that. You could build it from the heaviest materials and make sure there were plenty of holes in the bottom because it's meant to sink. Well, sinking funds are the same way. They're meant to be spent. Let's get to the good stuff. What the heck is a sinking fund and how do you use them to help create a successful budget? Sinking funds are many savings accounts that cover irregular, annual, or unpredictable yet necessary expenses. Let me be clear. This is very different from and separate from an emergency fund. You have your emergency fund with thousands of dollars saved for these big emergencies like job loss, an accident, or some kind of major life event. What we are talking about today are completely different, separate, little targeted funds to help you cover those annoying surprises that seem to pop up all the time. When I first embarked upon the daunting task of getting our personal finances straightened out, the main advice I was hit with immediately was that we needed a personal budget. Although I didn't know how to create a budget, I followed the loudest talking head's basic advice, used some templates, and set up budget categories and amounts. Basically, I was winging it. I gave myself a ton of grace, luckily, because I knew we would have to tweak numbers and that it would take months to get through this learning curve. However, months later, we were still trying and failing miserably. No matter what, the budget got busted every dang month by some unforeseen expense. Something was missing. Maybe I was doing it wrong, or maybe there was something wrong with me. Yeah, I was there. Whether it was annual insurance premiums, the Amazon Prime membership fee, a vet visit for a sick pet, or even an onslaught of birthday party invitations, something was throwing a wrench in my well-intentioned budget every single month. I was left feeling defeated, at fault, and broken. I grew tired of these planned saboteurs quickly and decided to pull last year's spending to help me predict this year's upcoming quote-unquote unexpected expenses. I started to become detective-like about looking backward so that I could think ahead and actually budget for things instead of being surprised for them. My crude yet progressive solution back then was to add up all the expenses over the course of the year that didn't fit into any of my existing budget categories. And from there, I could decide whether to add a budget category or to keep the expense in this extra pot to the side. 
As it turns out, the total of these extras for the year was in the thousands. With my eyes opened wide, I vowed to reduce the frivolous extras. And to cover the necessary yet unexpected items, I took that total and divided it by 12. This gave me an amount I could put aside each month so that when a surprise expense came up, I was ready with cash. Right here, I want to pause and let you know that if this task already sounds daunting or you're beginning to feel overwhelmed because you aren't even clear on what your basic expenses are, that's okay. This is exactly why I've designed the Financial Awareness and Budgeting Workbook for you to download for free. Just head to the show notes at reachingabundance.com and pop in your email address so I can send it to you. The very first step toward launching your financial freedom journey is to create an absolute awareness of your numbers. This simple workbook walks you through the exact process I use with private financial coaching clients and comes with links and instructions to follow so you get the best experience possible for free. Once you're armed with complete awareness about your balances, accounts, and basic monthly expenses, you can easily create sinking funds and add everything in this episode to your strategy. I didn't know it back then, but what I did was set up one sizable sinking fund. In time, I learned that it was called a sinking fund and discovered that this type of savings account One used to remove the shock factor from surprise expenses and render them unknown yet expected comes with some profound benefits, mentally and financially. By setting aside money for things you know you're going to spend money on, although you don't know when, you make those expenses part of your regular monthly budget. You build up the fund for the kids' back-to-school expenses, for example. And when July and August comes around, you get stress-free, at least budget-wise, back-to-school shopping. This strategy takes the surprise out of the unexpected bills because by planning ahead, you're making them part of your expected expenses. By removing that potential shock factor, you will feel more in control of your money. You won't feel pressured into buying the cheapest fix during a stressful moment. And you won't have to whip out the credit card and wonder how you'll pay for it. You'll even be less tempted to ever dip into your emergency fund to cover something that's not an actual emergency. Think about the tires on the car. This is an excellent example because we all know that the tread wears down and that eventually you'll have to pay like $600 for four new tires. But rarely do people plan for this. But let's pretend you did, though, because you listened to this episode and implemented sinking funds into your budget. Bam, you have a blowout. Not only did that get your heart racing, but the experience of calling into work, getting the car towed, and now facing a fat bill for four new tires because the one blew and the other three are completely bald is enough to just totally stress you out. Although this whole situation stinks, imagine how calmly you could handle it, knowing that you have hundreds already set aside specifically for new tires. 
imagine yourself level-headedly picking the tires that sound best for your car and expected mileage instead of feeling backed into a corner and defaulting to the cheapest option out of fear. Feel the headache-less, argument-free, non-debt-inducing transaction occurring and you driving away from the tire shop with four beautiful black tires on your ride with your mommy's alone in the car music blaring. Isn't that beautiful? So what we're going to do in this episode is create several sinking funds for specific targeted expenses that you know you will have, although you might not know when. Christmas and birthdays are easy. They come the same date every year, but the AC going out or car maintenance might be a little harder to plan for. These are all expenses you know are coming, but that aren't in your regular monthly budget, which is why when they come up, they're usually budget busters. When you set aside $20 or $50 each month toward these eventual bills, you remove the surprise effect of that expense and can pay for the thing or event in cash without a headache and you don't have to feel trapped into a decision or go into debt. Amazing, right? Hey, Mama. This episode is brought to you by one of my favorite budgeting apps. And let me tell you, its functionality is nowhere near any other I've discovered. It's called You Need a Budget, or YNAB for short. And it's the only app that guides you toward not just creating categories and setting spending limits, but actually ensures you can't spend more than your available cash. During the depths of our get-out-of-debt journey, I tried app after app, but none of them really helped break the paycheck-to-paycheck cycle. When I found YNAB, I was suddenly able to see the age of my money and allocate this month's paycheck to next month's bills. And when I set money aside for a category or to pay off something, the app automatically reduced my available cash balance so I didn't accidentally spend that cash on something else. YNAB was instrumental in getting us debt-free, and I still use it to this day. Get your free 30-day trial by clicking on the link in the show notes to this episode at reachingabundance.com. Budgets are a custom deal because each of us is unique and has unique lifestyles, wants, and needs. Well, your sinking funds are the same way. We may have a few in common, but only you'll know what sinking funds you need. If there's a particular thing you tend to binge on, consider setting up a sinking fund for that, along with the responsible categories like taxes, back-to-school costs, and memberships. This type of approach is advantageous if you've recognized a spending habit you lean on to blow off steam or to make you feel better. Think about how you might go binge shopping after a rough day or veg out on fast food to soothe hurt feelings. Look at this not as supporting or encouraging the behavior, but as being prepared for when that behavior inevitably comes up. It's better to have budgeted for something, regardless of whether it's a good or bad habit, 
so that when you're at your weakest, you can focus solely on the behavior and it's not layered with guilt about spending money. The money is there, ready for this occurrence, and at least it won't wreck the rest of your budget. Once you decide what you need sinking funds for, each of those fund names become a line item in your budget with the amount that you'll contribute toward that sinking fund next to it. Remember earlier when I told you how I accidentally set up my first big fat sinking fund? Well, you don't have to pull last year's spending to be all detective about it. Here's what I advise. Pull out your calendar. And as you flip through the months, think about what typical events occur and where you would want to or feel obligated to spend money. I'm a pen and paper kind of gal, so I'd literally sit on the floor with a paper calendar and a notepad, writing down the month and expense as I went. This is a great time to add events, people's birthdays, and reminders of upcoming events to your physical calendar at the same time. Think about your family members' needs, your pets, your vehicle maintenance costs, and potential home repairs. Add those things to your list and try to estimate when you might have to pay for those things. Now, don't freak out if you have a list of 20 or more items at this point. You're not going to open 20 savings accounts. Go down the list and assign a dollar value to each event or expense you came up with. Certain items are low cost, I'd say less than $50 in one month, and can be covered by intentional budgeting. But other things can be hundreds or even thousands of dollars. Or if several of those little surprises occur in one month, that can really add up too. Pick the top three to five largest expenses, or if several items hit in any single month and add up to become a considerable expense, include that as one of those top categories. These three to five big budget busters become your targeted sinking funds. In deciding how much to put into each of these sinking funds each month, take the expected cost per sinking fund and divide it by 12. Now you'll have an equal amount each month to set aside for that expense. If any expenses are more pressing and you don't have 12 months to save up for them, take the amount of the expected bill and divide it by the number of months between now and when you'll have to pay for the item. For example, if it's January and you want $500 for back-to-school expenses saved up by July, you have February, March, April, May, and June to make savings deposits. Calculate $500 divided by those five months, and you'll need to set aside $100 per month beginning in February to reach your sinking fund goal in time. Once you have the category names and the math worked out, put your plan in place by inserting these sinking fund names as line items in your regular monthly budget. This is also a great time to add any of those other smaller expenses you discovered to the budget as well. Even if you just label it extras and try to throw a hundred bucks at it, that's better than having no plan at all. 
Run through your new budget with these added categories and shuffle money around to make sure everything's covered. You can definitely expect that by adding these additional categories and amounts, you'll be spending less on other categories. So move money accordingly because remember, these new sinking fund line items are for real expenses and not budgeting for them was wrecking your budget. So... You gotta do what it takes to work them in so that your budget will work. Last but not least, open a savings account for each sinking fund category. Whether with your primary banking institution or not, just look for an online account with no minimum balance requirements and no fees. I personally love Ally Bank because in addition to no minimum balance requirements and no fees, You can set up buckets for categories within your savings accounts, which is perfect for the sinking fund situation. Suppose you need a little help coming up with sinking funds categories or deciding what expenses you should use sinking funds for. Well, in the show notes, you'll find a list of over 25 potential categories, including taxes, weddings, birthdays, summer child care, cell phone replacement, and car maintenance or replacement. Remember what I said earlier, your life and your needs are unique. So if you know of an expense you might need to make a sinking fund for, do it. This list of potential categories for sinking funds is just to get your wheels turning. Some items that are super important for me may not be a priority for you, and that's okay. My must-have sinking fund categories right now are birthdays, Christmas, life and auto insurance premiums, home repairs, and vehicle maintenance. I've added and removed categories over the years as our children have grown and our needs have changed. Give yourself grace to revamp, recalculate, delete, or add sinking funds throughout your financial journey too. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening to Reaching Abundance. This podcast exists to help mamas live happier, healthier, and more abundantly in every way possible. You're invited to keep in touch and connect. So make sure you're subscribed to the show in your podcast app and following me on Instagram at Reaching Abundance for more tips, hints, and habits to help along your personal financial journey. When I discovered what sinking funds were, just the simple explanation and concept that I could make unexpected expenses expected by creating mini savings accounts for them, it blew my mind and completely changed not only the way I budgeted, but my success at sticking to the budget I planned. I remember I was ecstatic about sinking funds and couldn't believe that I'd gone so long without knowing about them. No matter where you are in your financial journey, whether you're working toward paying off debt or buying your first home, building your emergency fund, or plowing toward financial freedom, I believe in you. I 1000% believe in the power of focused passion and perseverance toward your goals. Maybe it'll take three years of intention and focus like it did for us to get debt-free. Maybe you'll fall off and get back on a million times over those three years. Who cares, though? It's all about your progress and your goals or your life you'll have in the end. Now, it's up to you to use me as a resource. Your journey toward debt freedom, 
a well-functioning budget, financial freedom, and a happy family life because you've alleviated the financial stress can be here faster and easier. You don't have to figure it out on your own, feel lost, or deprive yourself along the way. You're invited to book a free 15-minute consult with me where we can see what helpful action steps and mindset adjustments will get you on the right track with your money right away. Again, thank you for being here with me today. This week, edge a little closer to reaching abundance by grabbing the free budget download I mentioned and follow the steps therein to create a strong sense of financial awareness, gaining clarity around what's where and how much must be done before you can create a well-functioning budget. In the show notes at reachingabundance.com, You'll find links to other articles to help you build out your budget, plus the summary of this episode so you can incorporate the use of sinking funds in your financial planning. If you need help, I'm just a DM away. Have a wonderful week, Mama. I look forward to talking with you again next time.